Welcome, lovely souls, to the You're Not Fuck podcast, hosted by yours truly, Alexa fucking Bremer. This is your guide to a deeper embodiment of your soul in order to create and attract a bigger, better, beautiful life that will leave you feeling so fucking fulfilled in your heart. It is time to love the fuck out of yourself. And I can't create this life for you, but I can be a guide along your journey so that you can truly and deeply enjoy your current human experience with so much joy and gratitude. Magic is in the mess. This trial and error is your best friend, baby. So let's make some motherfucking magic together. Hello, my lovely listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the You're Not Fuck podcast. Today, we're going to start out with a little bit of Tibetan bull. Tibetan singing bull. So I invite you to take some deep breaths with me, whether you're exercising right now, whether you're reading a book, whether you're at work, whatever you're doing. If you can, I invite you to take a few moments of breath. That can be the difference between us having a really off day or anchoring in into the present moment and not having to avoid the present moment because of uncomfortability that we're feeling internally. Truly is something that a couple breaths can help with, especially when we do it repeatedly. As much as we'd all love to breathe properly the entire day, sometimes that's just not manageable, especially at the beginning when you're first cultivating um, breathing into your life, like proper breathing. And so even if it's one breath a day or one breath multiple times a day, I really, really invite you to take those moments out. Set a reminder in your phone. Write a note somewhere you'll see it. But do something to remind you to take a couple moments, take some deep breaths. In through the nose, hold, one, two, three. Out through the mouth. Even just doing that one time completely relaxes me. It might not anchor in calm frequency for the entire day, Seriously, a couple breaths can make or break a moment for me. And that brings me into the topic of tonight, or the general theme. General theme. And basically about uncomfortable emotions, doubts, fears, sadness, grief, and about being able to have the capacity to hold them. Something I really love about the inner work inner work in my opinion is that it's never about getting rid of these emotions it's never about never being sad again or feeling angry 
or never grieving again or feeling a sense of loss or anything like that. And that's something that I think gets misconstrued in spirituality a lot, especially. I'm not so sure about self-development, but especially spirituality. To be high vibe, you have to always be grateful and always be positive, but that's actually spiritually bypassing. That's emotionally bypassing. That's not being honest with how you feel. No, you don't want to be raging all day, especially if you're taking it out on yourself and other people and other things. But there's a way to feel your anger without it controlling you, without you having behavior that is detrimental to your life, to other people in your life, to the things around you. It's okay that we feel the anger and the point of the inner work is not to get rid of it, but to have the tools so that you have the capacity, <laughs> so you have the capability and capacity to hold said emotions. Doing the inner work means that you really feel what comes up and don't push it down. Because when we push it down, it might go away on the surface, but it does not go away at all. It goes in our subconscious. And our subconscious it is what rules our reality. Whether you're into manifestation, whether you're into working hard, no matter who you are, this applies to everyone because this is how humans are wired. It's our subconscious belief systems that really, really run the show. And so you might not see your anger on the surface. But if it's bottled underneath and it's not dealt with in healthy ways, especially when it comes up, it grows and grows and grows and grows. And that anger is going to be knocking. And at first, it's just going just gonna to knock a little bit and then it's going to knock a little bit more. And it's going to keep getting more intense and intense until you acknowledge it. And what happens when we don't acknowledge it? Anger busts through the fucking door. And that can produce behavior that a lot of us are trying to work through. Especially if you're in the inner work realm. And that can show up in so many different ways. It can show up as an outburst. Taking it out on a loved one or a stranger at the till. It can come out getting frustrated at work and throwing something. It can come out in so many different ways. And when we have the tools to deal with anger, then it doesn't come busting down our door. And I've really, really been sinking into this lesson lately, especially with the passing of my brother. I made a video right before it happened. I was really, really sad the day before. And... I had no idea why. I think energetically I might have felt that, even though my conscious mind was not aware that my brother had passed, as he had been passed away for, I think, about five days before we found out. I was so sad. Cried so much. And what I used to do when an emotion like that would show up, especially without a reason, I'd get mad at myself, be angry. My head, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Alexa? Why the fuck are you crying? Seriously, what's so fucking wrong with you that you can't even handle your shit? Get it the fuck together. What the actual fuck? What are you doing? You're wasting your time. 
that would be my internal dialogue. That's what I was programmed with. That's the conditioning I received. And sometimes what we say to ourselves is not exactly what someone said to us when we were children, although sometimes it is. But it's more about the feeling. And so if we received a lot of anger, a lot of punishment when we showed an emotion, then we'll start doing that internally. And it can show up as internal dialogue of bullying yourself and belittling yourself and saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're so fucked up. You're so fucked in the head. Stop crying. It's actually your hurt inner child punishing yourself because that's what it knows. It's our responsibility to teach ourselves the tools to act differently, to think differently, to behave differently, to love ourselves differently. Because believe it or not, the brain is actually trying to protect you. Even though it's literally bullying itself, it's doing its best to protect you with the only tools it knows how. And sometimes that is some really shitty tools. Sometimes they're broken and rusty and falling apart. It's trying. Your brain actually loves you, wants to protect you. But it can only do so much with the tools it has. And circling back to why I'm bringing all this up was a video I made um, on my Instagram the day before I found out my brother passed. I was crying. I couldn't figure out why. And that voice came up at first, that bullying voice, that belittling voice, that voice that just made me want to shrink into a ball and rip my hair out and not exist. But I became aware of it very quickly. I gave myself some grace and some love. And I reminded myself that even if I don't know the reason, it's okay to feel sad. I'll figure that out later. But right now, I just need to hold space for me to feel that emotion. And this is what I think a lot of you are either doing right now or working towards. Is the ability to hold space for these unpleasant emotions. Or the emotions that aren't happiness and joy. Important to be able to hold space for those two. Holding space for yourself when you're sad can look like hugging yourself. Literally, I sat on my yoga mat, and if you're not watching the YouTube video, you won't see this, but I'll try and describe it. I was sitting on the yoga mat. I kind of had my knees up, and I hugged my knees, and I put my head down into my like lap, I can't quite do it with my mic right now, but like that. And I just started, or I lifted my head at some points. I moved my head quite a bit, but point is, is I hugged myself at my knees. I ran my hands over my skin very slowly, and I comforted myself. And I reminded myself as I was doing this that it's okay to be sad, that I don't need to punish myself. That this is part of a human life. This is part of living a wholehearted life. This is part of having an open heart. Is that you're going to feel sad sometimes. And it's not something to punish ourselves for. That voice in my head telling me what an idiot I am for crying for no reason. I love that part too. But I'm not going to listen to it. 
I acknowledge it's there. I'm like, hey, I hear you, I see you, but you're actually not in the driver's seat today. You can stay. I'm not going to force you away because then that creates a cycle of like, oh, why can't I get rid of it? You can stay. I acknowledge that you're here. I acknowledge there's a part of me that hates that this is happening and I just want to figure out why I'm so fucked. But that part does not get to be in the driver's seat. Instead, I'm putting love in the driver's seat and I'm giving myself whatever I need to in that moment, whatever I needed. And I needed to sit on my yoga mat. I just needed to hug myself and let myself cry. And I'm pretty sure I put on some peaceful music while I was doing it too. And I just let myself and I kept reminding myself that this is okay. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not too emotional. I'm not crazy. I'm not fucked. It's okay. And I came out of that a lot sooner than I would have if I just bullied myself. Because what has happened in the past when I had those negative voices in my head that you're so fucked up, what's fucking wrong with you? That ended up leading to panic attacks that would sometimes last hours. And that is the difference between holding space and having the capacity to really feel your emotions as they come up versus trying to force them away or thinking that there's something wrong with you for them coming up, for you feeling a certain way. Especially if you suffered childhood trauma, any trauma really, but I really, really, really emphasize childhood trauma because it's not something that everyone realizes is so serious because all oh, their kids, they're resilient. Kids are resilient, but adults don't respond very well to being bullied and getting yelled at and neglect. And children are so much more vulnerable. So they're even more vulnerable to the neglect, to the bullying, to the belittling, even if it's not intentional. So give yourself some grace if this is something that you've experienced. Give yourself some compassion for making it as far as you have. Because you didn't know better. You weren't taught. And you aren't supposed to know as a child. You're not just this some magical being. I mean, you are a magical being, but realistically, you are a human child. That is supposed to be able to rely on your caretakers to give you the tools, the right tools that you need to make it, to live a healthy life. It's not your fault. It's your responsibility now to teach yourself the tools and to reparent yourself because it is absolutely possible. You can rewire your brain, you can regulate your nervous system, you can completely change your life, and you get to give yourself that. I'm sorry that you didn't get that as a child. It wasn't because you weren't worthy. It wasn't because you deserved it. It was none of that. And I don't have an answer to why this happens to us as children, why some people get it so good in childhood and some people get it so fucking bad. I'm not God. I'm not the universe. I can't see all. I have my own ideas and theories, but I know that those are still incomplete because I have a human mind and I can't possibly comprehend the truth right now. But what I do know is that it is unfair. But by focusing on how unfair it is all the time, then we are missing the opportunity 
to create a beautiful life for yourself because no one is going to come give it to you. There'll be people that can absolutely help, people that can support you. You don't have to do this alone. But no one can do the inner work for you. Even if they gave you all the tools, you have to pick up the tools and you have to use them and you have to figure out what tools work best for you. Because not every tool is going to be what you need. We're unique, we're humans, even though we are so similar in so many ways. We also have a lot of differences and different preferences. We come from so many backgrounds, whether it's environment or ethnicity or genetics. There are so many things that changes so many of the variables. How many times you've moved around, what religion your family was brought in, what culture, what time in society. There are so many differences. And so if someone gives you a tool and it works really, really well for them, but it doesn't work for you and you've given it an honest effort, give yourself some grace. Appreciate yourself. Appreciate that you tried something and that it's okay that it didn't work because you're a step closer to finding out what does work. Because if you didn't try, you wouldn't know that it didn't work. And something that I read today, reading about self-love, and I've never heard it worded in this way, or maybe I just don't remember, but self-love is rooted in self-appreciation. I think that is so, so true. Because a lot of us who struggle with self-love, we don't appreciate the things we do for ourselves, even when it's so big, even the small stuff, the smallest things matter. You got out of bed today when you didn't want to? Appreciate that. I get it. There's people who are Olympic athletes and get up at like 3 or 4 a.m. But that's not you. And by focusing on someone else, you're going to miss your present life and the things that you do do for yourself. And when you focus on someone else, you lose the opportunity to focus that energy on you and become a version that you want. You can one day get up at 4 a.m. if that's what you choose. But you have to focus on yourself and you have to appreciate yourself and you have to take the steps. And you have to, I don't even like to say the word have to, but that's just what's worked for me is really, really appreciating my small wins. I have spent a long time waiting to feel good about myself, waiting to be this healed version that I could finally love. It was never going to happen because my one of my lessons is that I need to love myself as I am right now and as I was. That's part of my healing is not trying to become something and someone different, knowing that I'm already good enough, that I'm already worthy. That doesn't mean I can't work on myself. But it means that I come from a place of love when I work on myself instead of hate. That got me pretty far. It did. But it's not going to get me to the next level. Love will. And I don't... <laughs> I've heard someone say recently too that you don't hate yourself. Your brain is not capable of hating itself. But regardless of that, if it's technically true, that feeling, that feeling,
feeling where you hate yourself and you wish you were different you don't understand why you're responding or even you do understand why you're responding but the work isn't working you're still feeling so shitty like you ruin everything in your life like you don't deserve anything that part of you wants to be loved and that will naturally change it we try and force it to change we're going to feel resistance and it's going to be so much harder and i know that sounds kind of paradoxical but the more we focus on change sometimes the harder it is to actually grasp but when we focus on the love that naturally produces a change and naturally brings out the energy that we need for the change and it's hard not to hate ourselves especially when we've had a terrible childhood or early adulthood or whatever time in your life it's hard when our society and culture teaches us to hate ourselves because it profits profits off of it and it does it so subtly so subtly that we don't even notice sometimes or even if we do we still it's still our brain still intakes that energy even when we're aware of it sometimes it's such an unconscious thing. They know how to manipulate commercials. They know how to manipulate social media. All of this has been programmed so that we become addicted to things. We become addicted to scrolling and spending our time on social media. We become addicted to buying things to make ourselves feel better. We become addicted to putting on makeup, for example. And I just want to clarify, there's nothing wrong with wearing makeup. I think when you do it with intention, it's such a beautiful artistic thing. But they market it in a way so that people think that they have to wear makeup. They aren't beautiful without it. And that's just one small example. But it's crazy how much money these big corporations put into advertising because they know it works. It really works. When you get a population that is sick and... When you get a population that just is depressed and anxious and sick and tired, all of these things, and what do they want? They want things that help them numb. To just watch TV mindlessly for hours on end all the time. To scroll mindlessly, mindlessly all the fucking time. To just eat and eat mindlessly until they're overfull and they feel like crap. And then they buy more stuff because they're trying to self-soothe that they just did that and they need another distraction. Because it's hard to face these feelings because what comes up is a lot of heavy shit. Like so much heavy shit. And I don't recommend doing this alone. And I know that for some seasons of your life, you have to do it alone. And I've been there a lot. It fucking sucks. And I still don't understand because I really, I really know. I really understand how humans are wired. And I don't think our seasons of being alone doing the work should ever be super long. I think there's exceptions to the rules, like monks, but not everyone is supposed to be a monk. Not everyone is supposed to be in isolation. Doing the work is a lot easier if you have a coach, if you have a therapist, if you have a community, a support system. So if you can, please, please try and bring that into your life. And if you are calling that into your life and you believe you're taking the right steps and it's still not working and you're still alone and you're like okay what the fuck is wrong with me i just want to invite you 
to give yourself some extra love then because you're doing something that is so fucking hard when we don't feel seen when we don't feel supported it makes everything we're going through so much worse it amplifies all of these terrible feelings it already sucks to feel lonely it already sucks to feel like the world's biggest piece of shit it already sucks to feel like you weren't worthy but it's even harder when you don't have a support system that can remind you you are worthy you do deserve a beautiful life you can have a beautiful life we're humans we fall down we're wired for belonging and connection, not only to celebrate and share our wins and our joys and our happiness, but to help each other and to pick each other up when we fall down. Why family dynamics have also been attacked in society as well, too. And family can mean something different for a lot of people, so that's just a general thing, but a really strong family dynamic. Let me rephrase this. You can really tell people who came from a beautiful family dynamic and this isn't always the case because people can always work on themselves but you can tell some people who came from a beautiful family dynamic because they're so full of love and it's because they received that love they were taught not only how to love themselves but how to pour that into someone else and that's our natural state as humans. It's supposed to be that connection, that belonging. Where not only you know that you are lovable and that you love yourself, but you love your family and your community, your neighbors. And right now we're not getting a lot of that. It still exists, but it's not as much. We've become very disconnected as society through social media, technology, industrialization, and the human collective is going through so much like it's absolutely insane so you're having a hard time it's not your fault but it's your responsibility you want a beautiful life and take responsibility for your actions going forward and that might mean fucking up but giving yourself grace and compassion instead of bullying yourself inherently instead of beating yourself up and it doesn't mean that you want to keep making the same mistake over and over, but you know how you learn a mistake way faster? You know how you learn to not make the same mistake way faster? As with grace and compassion. Literally telling yourself, I really didn't like how I acted like that. That was pretty gross. But you know what? I'm so thankful I'm aware of that. That means that I can do something about it. That energy is going to be able to hold the capacity to change whereas the energy of like oh my god i'm a disgusting human i'm a piece of shit i can't ever change i'm fucking horrible i'm fucked in the head that energy won't give you a chance so really really ask yourself or start to become aware of how you talk to yourself internally I talk about this in so many videos because it's so, so important. The stories we tell our ourselves and so many of them are subconscious. We don't, we're not even aware that they're running through us sometimes. So journaling it out, having journal prompts, 
Again, a support system networking is so important because they can see your blind spots. I have a coach right now who's really into NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and it's beautiful. It's talking about or is about how powerful language is, how powerful not only our internal languages, but also the words we speak out loud to ourselves and to others. And she has caught some things that I was not quite aware of. And it's such a simple but powerful thing. And simple doesn't mean easy. This work is not easy, but it's worth it. You can really tell how you feel about something, someone, yourself, by the way you talk. When you talk about yourself, do you talk about yourself with love? Or are you always crapping on yourself? Are you always making jokes that dig at yourself? Are you lifting yourself up? And I feel ready to wrap this up fairly soon, but there's one other thing that I want to mention. And I'm human too. I still go through shit all the time. But I'm not where I used to be. I am a year and a half clean off of cigarettes and vape. I am three weeks in on being weed free. I don't drink till I black out anymore. I hardly ever drink, it's on special occasions. I am able to go to the gym and exercise again, which I wasn't able to at some point, uh, some points last year because of how sick I was. My body is healing. I gained weight for the first time in like five years. Um, and I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. And so I'm not going to completely focus on where I want to be even though I have a clear vision I know that I'll get there I just want to appreciate how far I've come by me <laughs> me by me sharing this I hope to give the message that it's possible and I wish that you guys could see me and if you know me personally and have known me for a few years you have seen where I've been but I was I was a mess I was in an absolute mess and it wasn't that I wasn't trying, but I just had so much trauma and I would get blackout drunk. I would smoke a bong rip when I got up in the morning till the end of the day. I was stoned like 24 seven. I literally would get sick within hours if I didn't have weed because of how dependent my body was on it. I couldn't eat without weed for quite a few years of my life. I couldn't sleep without weed for a lot of years of my life. Like I was it was impressive that I was even able to function as well as I did because I was I was really hurting and I started losing weight and I fluctuated weight before but this was different I started losing weight and I could not no matter what I did and I knew my body well before how to gain and lose weight and it wasn't working I just kept losing weight and then I went below the weight I've never been at this weight in my life and I was at pretty much 100 pounds and it was scary and it was sick and my body wasn't retaining nutrients and vitamins, minerals. My body was very malnourished and it was starting to shut down and it was really scary. And I honestly thought that I might die 
very young. I thought that I wouldn't ever make it to my 25th birthday. I never thought that it'd be possible to live without weed or nicotine. Even though I dreamt of it, I just didn't think it was possible. The side of me that had trauma didn't think it was possible, but there was that little voice that we all have, whispers of our soul, our intuition, tells us to keep going. It's possible. So if you're in a really hard place right now, or even if you're just trying to go after something that seems so impossible, it's fucking possible. You can do it even, even if you don't think it is right now, but you still work towards it anyways. Start with that and run with it. Because sooner or later, you'll realize it's possible because you'll start seeing the little steps that are paying off. And it takes time. Something that is worth it takes time. And it doesn't mean that good things can't happen quickly, but there's so much pressure in, especially North American society, but there's so much pressure in society and online to go fast, to get everything done, multitask, go, 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 go. So I want to invite you to slow down. Your timing is great. I really believe in divine timing. I really, really believe that you can do this. I would not be making a podcast, not even just this episode, but my podcast in general, if I didn't have faith in other people. But I had to go to the dark places and come out of them to truly, to truly say that I believe in you guys. I'm not just sitting here and had an easy life. And I'm like, just think positive. You got this. Because fuck that bullshit. As much as I love thinking positive. I think I shit on that too much. I do. I really love being positive. But I think there is an importance of actually feeling your emotions. And I'm glad that I went through what I went through. So that I can help be a light for other people. And help light your inner soul on fire again. I want to use my fire to light your fire. That's the only way the earth is going to get better. Through us individually. Because we create the collective. Just like a single strand of hair. Every single strand is important. Because without them, we'd have no hair. So just like all of our lights, they might be individual. But think about billions of these candles coming together. Think of these candles as our soul. Think about these coming together. How much fucking light that would be. Say it was so freaking dark outside you couldn't see anything nothing there's no full moon it's fucking dark and then think about how much we would light everything around us up with billions of these candles it'd be like las vegas so i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna end it there i hope you guys found some gold in this episode i hope that something resonated i really really hope that you got hope from this podcast I really love you guys. I really, really, really believe in the power of our souls and merging our mind, body, and soul together. I really, really, really believe that we are actively creating a better earth right now. Even though the news titles might not be telling you that. Don't watch the news. Fuck the news. You want to watch the news? Search up literally good news. Because good things do happen all the time. But they can't be sens sensationalized. They can't make as much money with lovely headlines. So they want to scare you because that also keeps you hooked. So I invite you to do what brings you joy today. Maybe it's snuggling and some satin sheets. 
Maybe it's eating your favorite food. Maybe it's giving your sister a hug, cuddling your dog, watering your plants, making art, reading a book, listening to your favorite song. I don't know what it is, but go do it. You deserve to feel some joy today. This was a heavy talk. So, peace out, Brussels sprouts, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the You're Not Fucked.